0: On today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, 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 and the Avalanche win for nothing. We'll talk about all that more on today's episode of Locked On.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Avalanche at gmail.com and follow us over on YouTube. Over on YouTube channel, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Definitely subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. Subscribe, become one of our special insiders, and chat with Kyle and I one on one. All right, sir, you see our rundown if you're over on uh, YouTube. Yeah, it was just it was Connor Bedard overload for ESPN, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, it was kind of like the you know when it's tax time and it's that that free commercial, what is it? who who does who does the tax turbo tax? Yeah, and they have those commercials where it's just free free, 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 free. It was that just Connor Bedard on during the game. So we'll get to that. But we'll talk about the game first and foremost. Avalanche stay undefeated four oh and 0 on on the year with a four to nothing win over the Blackhawks. That's kind of poetic um and it was one of those games where f- th- those classic like you-, you just need a few minutes to get your legs and, and get into the flow of the game because in the beginning it was just a little bit of back and forth nothing really going and then as soon as that logan o'connor shorthanded goal second in as many games it was like that was the ignition that they needed and it was over after that and it was only four to nothing but again this was this is like the the sharks game where it was like it could have been it could have scored six seven eight goals in this game uh it was dominant it was dominating
1: once they got things going before we hit record and we bring you these episodes me and chris we'll sit here we'll kind of talk over some stats and just you know give a quick rundown of the game The Avalanche dominated every single stat to the point with 41 shots. Morazic walked out of there with a 902 save percentage because of the saves and the shot percentage and high quality shots. The shots at the beginning of the game were all on net. They weren't wide Burakovsky like in the rafter shots. They were on net. And. It was one of those, yes, they were getting their legs, and according to Ray Ferraro, this is how the Avalanche are, a slow-starting team and just mediocre. But (laughs) LOC starts with that shorthanded goal, and then Ryjo follows up with another special teams goal, and that's two goals in the first period. And then it's just, I think that coupled with being at home, back in ball arena, it was just the perfect mixture for, we're going to have a party all night long.
0: It, this was the Avalanche' first home game, and this was the Blackhawks' fifth road game to start the season. They haven't played home at home yet, and you could tell yeah. that that was a tired, weathered team. And they're a young team, right? For for the most part, they are a young team. Um, but they like they, they just the effort was just not there from them. About you know, once the second period started, they weren't really. They were still in the game, obviously, but they just had nothing. They had nothing in the tank, and the avalanche were just the avalanche. They they, they just jumped on them, didn't stop. You like seeing that, too. You know, uh, uh, being up again in the third, not having that breakdown. I'm like, yeah, this is a team that we are, are just, we're going in two opposite directions here. Don't let them get back into it for whatever reason. Nothing. Give them nothing. And they did. They did for, for, for or they didn't, I should say, for the whole game. It was great. It was great to watch that they were just on, I, I want to say like on point with things, but the game plan carried for the entirety of the game. And it wasn't just like, we're doing what we want. So if we need to turn it up later on, we will. You didn't get that. It was just, we're just going
1: to do what we've been doing all game and never give them an opportunity to get into this thing. And Chris, this is our fourth win. And this is our fourth time to say the Colorado Avalanche played a 60-minute game. Really did. There wasn't... You know, the problem that the Avalanche run into of taking their foot off the gas was not present in this game. They were peppering the shots all game long. Even in the final minutes, there was still push. There was still fight. They didn't pack it in. And when we start talking about the stats and the minutes, there was... Like, Cale McCarr logged some serious minutes. This was... This was a game that, even though it felt like they were in control, they mm-hmm. still were playing like they were from behind. They were giving Kale like 25 minutes in this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, and they, they, they even had a goal taken away. Um, beautiful pass from, from uh, Jonathan Drew into uh, Miles Wood, but was overturned because it was a hair offside. So you even had that one, could have had another goal in there. Um, yeah. They're, uh, uh, who, who was, who uh, was, Holy for them. I'm blanking. It's late. Marazic. Peter Marazic. Marazic. <laughs> um, he had some some nice saves there, which could, yep. could have even tacked on a few more, but it was just you felt comfortable that this was not going to get out of hand for the avalanche in terms of like letting this team back in. You you really like I can't think of anybody that, that I that I'm sitting here thinking like they played a poor game. It was a little bit interesting to see Drew and I mean that that pass. If you heard me, I said in to Miles Wood because Bednar brought Druen down to the third line. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think because I thought Drew was playing pretty well. I thought I don't know if that was more of just a matchup thing that Jared Bednar was going for. Um, but it was interesting that fine, if you're you're gonna drop Druen down, you probably would have said, like, oh, probably go down to the second line and, and then swap somebody. But he brought them up to the third line and brought Tomas Tatar up to the first line. So he must have saw something there. I'd like to see the uh, the press conference, which is probably going on as we're recording this, um, as to why he did that. But it, it seemed,
1: I mean, everything the Avalanche were doing worked. And you also have to keep in mind, like the Avalanche were confident at this point. And w- without looking ahead, you know who's coming up Saturday. And you, mm-hmm. if you see something with a matchup, you want to toy around a little bit. This is take advantage of this time that you're up. Like They were up to the point and so confident in the lead that Nathan McKinnon has also been keeping track of who's scored a goal in every game so far and is was force-feeding. Miko ranted in the puck at many, many times during the game just yeah. to make sure he kept that going because they were that confident. They didn't need a goal. They were picking and choosing and cherry-picking who's getting goals at this point to get them going. Yeah. So Jared Bednar doing the same with the lines. If he sees a matchup or, hey, this guy's got a hot hand, I wonder how this works in a game situation, I feel like it's a little bit of that situation. I don't think it's so much of a detriment of play from Drew because he showed up. He looked good. But it's one of those that if you have the ability to do it and see Sitar in that situation, why not? Yeah. Um, So we'll get to the stats and stuff like that.
0: And obviously we're going to talk about uh, Connor Bedard because he just Who's did that have... <laughs> Um did he he didn't even have a shot on goal? Nope, he's not gonna have a shot not... the entire episode. So <laughs> so we'll get to him uh, a little bit later, but we're gonna continue talking about our boys, especially one, Alexander Georgiev, because he is he's on fire to start the season. So uh we'll talk about him next. But first, we are going to discuss a fan duel and you know FanDuel you love it right now new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's $200 in bonus bets win or lose and i mentioned the other day when we were doing uh, talking about FanDuel that they have that special section of just Connor Bedard uh this game did not help
1: him in in those season season long stats i don't know well, thankfully, they have that protection. if you win or lose. On <laughs> Bedard so if you
0: have been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action app. is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options like spreads, player props, over-unders, the Bedard lines, all that stuff, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season, which is already underway. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Alexander Georgiev, I—I I mean, what else can you say about the guy right now? He records his first shutout of the season. Um, last year, wasn't he tied with most shutouts on the year? I believe he was, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had five. Um yes. Either way, like he's—he's—he's he's, he's out of his mind right now. He's—I mean, everything right now for the Avalanche is clicking, but you haven't had to lean on him to, re- well, I shouldn't say that like with, with the sharks game, you did mm-hmm. the sharks game. You really did because they couldn't get anything past Blackwood. So they did need him to keep that game right where it was. And that's what, you know, we all know what happened towards the end, but um, he has been just pitcher perfect in the early going for the Avalanche this year, just everything. He just looks so comfortable there. And again, I'm not a a goalie. I never played goalie, but you know when a guy is dialed in, and you know when a guy is feeling it. He's absolutely feeling it right
1: now. And I think with talking about the Avalanche success and how good this team looks and how confident, I think we have missed on saying where it all starts, and it is the play of Alexander Jorgia. Mm-hmm. When you have a goalie that dialed in, that locked in, you could be a little bit free. You could be. You could take chances. You can do a little bit extra. Just to see what works in those situations, because you know he's going to back you up, and it's not just—it's not luck. He's in the right place at the right time.
0: Oh, he's great. Pads
1: look great. His positioning looks incredible. He's cool, calm, collected, composed, and it's only going to help that this was a nationally broadcast game that everybody else is tuning in on this game. And I wonder what the Avalanche are doing. Let's or everybody following the Bedard train. Let's just check <laughs> in on him tonight, and you see this you see the the goalie play that the avalanche have and it's just something else you have to talk about with this avalanche team like this team top to bottom is absolutely incredible
0: yeah he like you don't see him like flailing around to to make saves and stuff like that. it's because he's just in position and I a lot of that is you know you got to give credit to the As defense too for for them being in position. Um, it's just, everything is just, I'm surprised this early in the season, everything is clicking as well as it is for the avalanche, They're notoriously slow starters. We talked about it heading into the season, but you know, th- th- this, they haven't had this start and I think they started five O and zero in the like 17, 18 season or something like around there. Um, so they, they just don't get off to good starts like this, but you got it. <laughs> You you gotta to, to be impressed with how they're playing, like you said, just from top to bottom, everything looks pretty good. Sure, you have these little things here and there that you need to to fine-tune, and that, that's gonna happen over the course of a season. But you know, when you have the, the play, like your your offense is scoring, um, your 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 penalty kill is perfect, Thank you. yes, literally perfect. perfect. Uh, your goalie play is fantastic what uh, you now you can find take those like couple things that you need to work on work on those and then it's just it's just I'm really really impressed with how the avalanche is starting especially with how Georgiev has started off the season and I don't think he gets enough credit for it because when you have the names that you have scoring the goals for the avalanche and playing the way that they play
1: he kind of always gets buried and it's not really fair to him. and it's one of those things you kind of take for granted like You're the Colorado Avalanche. Of course, you should have good goalie play, and it's going to be easier in front of you. But, I mean, you saw it in the San Jose game. You saw it in the L.A. game. You saw it in the Kraken game. When you're playing the Avalanche, you up your game. Mm. Notice I didn't say the Chicago game because they did not register shots (laughs) at all. Nobody wanted to shoot the puck. But it's one of those that everybody elevates their game. And for your gift to come into this game, tied for second with save percentage with Linus Olmark, that speaks volumes with the amount of shot volume that he takes and how they walk out of there unscathed night in and night out, it's mm-hmm. it's an incredible asset that the Avalanche have. And I'm telling you, Alexander yorgif is the heartbeat of this this current Colorado yeah. Avalanche team, and they are going to carry this throughout the season. Uh
0: what would you say? Do you think he plays next game, or you think they give him a? a I know it's only four games, and it's not like you know he's on a stretch I, of like a dozen games in a row here. But do you think they just
1: give him a little bit of a break right now, or he's so hot. You just keep going with it. That's the thing. It's a hot hand. You want to keep riding it for a little bit because, but then you're painting, you're backing yourself into a corner. You're playing a potential cup final opponent in the Carolina hurricanes. And Uh, then he's playing, he's playing. (laughs) I forgot the matchup. Yeah. Then what are you going to do? You're, are you going to sit him for Tuesday's game where you're possibly up for the record on 15 road wins against New York? Like then, okay then where's your break
0: well because then with with that so you have you have friday off and then you're playing and then you have two days off and then you're playing again so that helps i don't know i don't know i mean maybe i don't think they they really i shouldn't say that they don't care about that record it's an Um, nhl record it's not like it's a team record right it was a team
1: I think it would be a different conversation. NHL records, they're hard to come by. Right. And I I mean,
0: I they've tied it. So, you know, that that's impressive as as it is. But I don't know. I we'll have to see. Well, we'll it, it's an interesting thing. And I know this is early on in the season, but um I don't know. I, I he's definitely gonna play against Carolina because you wanna see, you know, that that that's a that's a solid, solid team. So you wanna see how he goes up against them, and then you address it. You got a couple days off. We'll see, we'll see. And
1: then, what if you pull him and he comes back and he's wobbly? Then you're going to be regretting that for the rest of the season. I don't think. I mean, he's he's fine. It's,
0: if you ride the a, hot if, hand, right? That's what you typically do. What, I mean, and when you're in the playoffs, you always play the top guy. So yeah. it's not like you're overloading him right now. It's just you know you, you want to give him spot him here and there. But if he's playing like this, you you let that go. You let that go. Uh Peter Baugh from The Athletic did just tweet out. Uh Jared Benner really liked how Tatar looked on the top line and how uh uh, Jonathan Druin looked with the third line. He wished Druin and the third line got rewarded for the overturned goal um because how they were playing. So uh but no maybe something else will come out as we're recording this as to to why he did it, but um, or maybe I missed it if he said it on when he was interviewed by Emily Kaplan, I didn't hear anything then, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait.
1: You we'll know, honestly, I, I think Jonathan drew in, I think his value to the Colorado avalanche this year, I think he's going to be the salt shaker wherever you put him. He's going to be enriching whatever line he's on, but by himself, it's just salt, but I think <laughs> he's going to enrich everybody around him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, let me bring up some stats here. You had the, the
0: Ryan Johansson goal, got his first goal, which is good to see. It would have been good to, if, if Miles Wood kept his goal too. He had some yeah. of the new guys scoring goals, uh, you know, in the, and Miles Wood already has one, I think, this year. But um would have been good to have two of the new guys uh, get goals. The funny thing is, like you were saying, like we were just looking before the game. I actually wrote down in my notes for when I'm watching the game, uh, this is a division game, and there's not a lot of, like, extracurriculars going on i have like yep. n- nothing going on after the whistle stops is what i wrote down you're not seeing that like it, when, when a goalie covers it they're always that pushing and shoving you saw none of that and again this is a, these are division teams you usually get a little bit more of that in division games none of it and then we were looking up stats before we went live we went to like three or four different pages thinking that it was just like a misprint or something, but it's not in that. Where let me get it here.
1: I can the tell hits, you with on one the hand hits,
0: <laughs> the hits for the game: two for Chicago, three for the Avalanche. I mean, you're normally in double-digit hits just from skating around for sixty minutes. So this was not a physical game. But what's the one hit that you you're thinking of right now? Is the one where uh, the two AVs put Bedard down? Oh, uh, I want uh, it as a background
1: it, on my phone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you were like they must have counted that as uh two cuz two players took him down. I don't know, just not a physical game and I just wonder why? Like I don't
1: are, <laughs> are especially the Blackhawks just not
0: that physical this year or or is it was this just like we're we're just throwing in the towel here guys. Like let's just go through the motions. We just want to go home. We haven't been home for 2 weeks. So Please just, uh, you know, let, let's have a, a nice little uh, a matchup here. You guys are going to get the two points, and let's just go home with no bones broken. <laughs> and it's Jack Johnson's former team. Where's the animosity?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, his team for what, three months? Yeah, and, and <laughs> you brought up the division game. I didn't think about it whole, the whole game long. Why weren't we in the third jerseys? I didn't even think about that till you just said it. Wow. Are they not doing that this year? I don't know. I, you know, I haven't even seen it announced. Oh, wow. If there's a schedule. Yes. That's
0: that's always a thing. Oh, my God. Wow! Now, now my mind's racing. Are they not doing third jersey at all this year?
1: Unless there's a new I mean, one didn't on they
0: the way. Say, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to have to figure that out. I didn't even not. Wasn't even thinking about it uh but the one thing that i will you know when you get a song stuck in your head first thing in the morning uh in my head in the morning is just going to be the name Connor bedard because it's all you heard of if you watched this game we will talk about that and is it just too much we'll talk about that next We are going to talk about the Jace case and Jace Medical and there's always that time. I know it's happened to me, Kyle. It's probably happened to you where uh, something happens in life and you need medications with you or you need to get a hold of a pharmacy or get to a pharmacy and because life gets in the way, you just can't get there. Have, Have you been in that situation?
1: I'm sure you have. Yes. And the older I get, the more I'm encountering this kind of thing. So <laughs> these Jace cases, they are pivotal to my daily life.
0: Because as you get older, the mind starts to go and you, you forget these. Things. But the, this Jace Medical offers a Jace case. And this is great. It is a nice, neat little package. You can bring it with you. It doesn't take up too much space. So if you're on the go... Uh, and you need these. These you get five essential antibiotics in the Jays case. You can bring them along with you if you're going on vacation or something like that, and just have peace of mind that they are there if needed. And those five essential antibiotics they treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers custom. Cust- Customability, customizability. Is that how you say it? For the Beautiful. Jace case with dozens of add on medications. Choose medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. And if you know someone that might need a Jay's case, you can buy gift cards. Go get a gift. The Christmas season is right around the corner. Jay's case might be a stocking stuffer, Kyle.
1: You know what? Make all, right. all your friends thankful on Thanksgiving with get right. Jace case gift cards. Go to
0: medical.com, enter the code locked on at checkout for $20 off your order. That promo code is locked on at jacemedical. That's J A S E medical.com. Go check them out. Um, I think people are finally coming around and I'm clapping as I'm saying this to drive home the points. ESPN is too much <laughs> when, when, when the NHL signed with uh, ESPN, everybody loved it. And I was over in the corner being like, you people aren't going to like it. Yes. You will get notoriety. Yes. They, they have so much pull and they have, they have, they cast a wide net. All of that is good. But the, the, what they deliver in the product is sometimes cringeworthy and it was last night. We typically don't do this, but this is a special case. This is a, <laughs> how they covered this game. <clears throat> it, 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 I get what Connor Bedard is and what Connor Bedard can be, and I'm there for it. <clears throat> I'm rooting for him. I'm a fan. I want to see him do well. I look forward to uh, next year and and two years when when he really when it really starts to click for him and he becomes that like dynamic player and i say that knowing full well he's in the same division as the avalanche. I think he's going to be great for the game. Yeah. But what i don't think is good for the game is when people want to just tune in and watch a hockey game and you are shoving one player down their throat non stop. You have to stop this ESPN. If he's not like i th- i feel like they had a quota on you need to say his name every 30 seconds. I genuinely think that. I think they had a production meeting and say, we need to throw his name out there, put his name on a graphic. You have his little they have his uh, name above him when he's skating, when it's five on five. Not even they do that thing on the power play, wherever who has the puck yeah. they put. I even think that's annoying. But to do it just on a random player he's not random, but you know what I mean? Uh, when it's five on five, and he's not even involved in the play, and he's just on the other side of the ice, and you're putting the gra- the, the arrow on him and the graphic, why? Like I was having a conversation like on, on on Twitter, like they think their 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 viewers are stupid because they can't locate him on the ice, so they're going to locate him for you,
1: uh, dude. Like it was too much, too you know much. What, ESPN. You know what it was? I'm going to take you all back to 2008. You remember you had that friend that you told Chuck Norris jokes to yeah. and then he told your Chuck Norris joke back yeah. and then it was funny. And then you saw that friend again in a week. And the first thing they say is a Chuck Norris joke. You're like, yeah. ah, that, yeah, that was funny. We're kind of over it now. We're yeah. back to life. That's <laughs> what ESPN is not over the Chuck Norris joke. And they think that's the that's their thing. They got to give you the newest Chuck Norris joke. And that's Conor Bedard. He did this. He did this. And then they're doubling down on it by saying, is the media coverage too much for Connor Bedard? You Badard? are the media. That's you the, are the source. <laughs> you the are thing. too much. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah. no, it's about right. No. no, it's not.
0: Yeah, you think they're going to say it's going overboard because then they're incriminating themselves by saying that it's going overboard. It, It's just, and, and when the guy's not doing anything, like he didn't do anything in the game last night. And that's okay. I'm not here to, we're not saying like, oh, bust or anything like that. He's young. He's gonna take time to figure it out, and you're forcing something that's not there at least for this game. If you want to start the game and say, hey, how, how did how did Steve Levy start the game? It, it's okay. it's the Connor Bedard show, dude. Like you just alienated uh, uh, an entire fan base that's I tuning kicked- in to watch.
1: I kicked pillows and blankets off the couch. I was like, nope, 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 not all game long. And guess what? It was all game long. It was. And you know, Connor Bedard didn't have a shot all game, but like Ovi just went two games without a shot and not a ripple, not a word. And you heard a little bit of it in this, but then never again. Like, oh, he hasn't registered a shot, but we're sure he's going to come right back around. And like, we get it. He's great. He's a phenom, but don't let it over... Overcast an entire game with incredible hockey between two really storied franchises. Like, if it's one guy, the narrative, like, I don't even have like this much Connor McDavid stuff, and he's earned it. Right. Great point. Great point. Yeah. Like,
0: talk about that. Talk about the superstars that exist here and now. Yeah. You had two of them, three of them out there on the other side of the ice, and you barely heard a sniff about. What Kale McCarr has done, uh, uh, you know, as a defenseman, um, but but Bedard fits exactly into what ESPN has become, and that's the the individual player. Yeah. Um, they they don't care about the the team success; they just care about the individual success, and that's how they promoted it. They they promoted Connor Bedard the player, and they talked about the Colorado Avalanche the team. And I'm just fine with that because that that's what 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 matters most is the team, right? And we have spectacular individual players and we talk them up all the time. That's fine. But at the end of the day, it's the team that matters. ESPN could care less about that. It's who's the individual. Let's plaster their face as much as we can. End of story. And hey, oh yeah, by the by the way, uh the Avalanche won four to nothing. And that's what they do. Like, I haven't watched Sports Center in years, but when I was a kid. Like that was like appointment view. You had to watch Sports Center over and over again, and they would show you the, the 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 full highlights of the game. You felt like you watched just a, a shortened version of the game. They would if 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 a basketball game went down to the wire, they'd show you the last shot that went in or out to win or lose the game. They don't do that anymore. They show you the they show you LeBron James and all his dunks, uh, and then they in the corner of the screen they show you the score that's what they've become and it was fully on display last night in that game it was kind of embarrassing and kind of cringeworthy to see like that's what espn has become i mean they've been this way for a few years and i don't watch espn the only time i watch it is when you know a game is on but when you see it it's like man you you, i guess there's a subset of people who want to see that it's not me and I'm willing to bet there's a lot of people that that are are tuning in to watch a hockey game, and you got the Connor Bedard show.
1: And who would have thought in this day and age, in the year of our Lord 2023, that Taylor Hall is the new Scottie Pippen?
0: Yeah. Is
1: it, I you know like did, did
0: they? They probably said that at some point during the. I was that's trying the only to time you hear Taylor that. Hall is a pass from Hall to Bedard. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it was it was something to watch. I'll tell you that. So, and it's gonna just continue. You, you can't. We can't sit here and be like, "Well, maybe they'll get better at it." No, nope. This is what you're gonna get all year long, and you're gonna get it on TNT too, maybe to a little bit lesser extent. But TNT's enamored with him too. That's not. Yeah, I think
1: I think they also they have more of a pulse of what's going on in the hockey world, and they're yeah. like, you know what? It's overblown. We'll mention it and walk away.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if if the team was. This was later in the season. And his team's fighting for a playoff spot. That's a story. Here's this new kid that came out of nowhere. The team was supposed to not do anything. He's got him on the verge of a playoff spot. But we're we're at the beginning of the season. And I get there's excitement about it. I'm not trying to say you can't talk about the guy at all. You can. You have to. But at the level they were doing it was just rename rename the network.
1: <laughs> no, thank God he's not da- dating Taylor Swift. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. I, I, ESPN
1: would blow up.
0: They, they would implode if that ever happened. Uh, last bit of business to get to. That is our sound check. And uh, Kyle and I pick one song each and throw it up on a set list on, over on Spotify. And these are the songs that we feel best summarize. The most recent game. Uh, so what do you got for this one, sir? Avalanche
1: and Blackhawks. It's just fit the mood today. And as soon as the song comes on, it encapsulates the vibe of being back in ball arena. Welcome home. Coheed and Cambria. Yes. I mean, that, that is fitting. That, that, that is r- fitting. That riff just to start it as the atmosphere of before puck drop at ball arena. And then here we go. I don't feel like that song gets played enough in like, You're cause that, that song correct. can get you
0: pumped up. Yes, it can. It doesn't get played enough in, in arenas and stuff like that. Right. It's it's probably because yeah. Coheed and Cambry, you got to play the whole album. It is a yeah yeah there there is a full album vibe to their albums. Yeah, I agree with you. I I can shred that song on Guitar Hero. I'll tell you that. Or rock <laughs> yeah. band. Think, is it Rock Band? I think it's Rock think, Band. Yeah, yeah, I think Welcome Home was Rock Band. I think it was Rock Band. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm going with uh if you're or No, I'm I'm you know Chris Cornell is my my man. Um, and Audio Slave is one of my Top two bands of all time, so I gotta go. I gotta get an Audio Slave song in here early in the season, and uh, why not focus on the Georgiev shutout? Uh, they have a song off their second album, um, Out of Exile. The name, the name of the song is Number One Zero, because this is his first shutout of the season. It's his number one zero on the year. So great, great song. A lot of slow in the beginning, and then Tom Morell just kicks it into high gear in the end. Great song. God God bless Tom Morello. God bless Tom Morello. God bless Chris Cornell. No longer with us. Wish he was. Good Lord. Uh, Right. Um, That's going to wrap it up for today, everybody, and for the week. So uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day, every day, all week long. Greatly appreciated. Uh, We will be back on Monday to discuss, yeah, big game over the weekend against Carolina so we'll talk about that and then like we said we are going to Long Island if anybody on the East Coast is uh, going to the Islanders abs game on Tuesday let us know hit us up we'll be there so all right, everyone thanks again for tuning in for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom Kyle Sullivan I am Chris Maselli this is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast and we'll see you guys on Monday Go Abs Go!